Hello, this is Josh with the Invitation Podcast. This update episode is your guide to going deeper with the Invitation Podcast. If you've been diving into the guided prayers and conversations on the Invitation, you know the purpose here is to help you create time and space for God to pray in such a way that we might hear the Spirit's invitation to go deeper. The Invitation Podcast is now over two years old. I've been putting together these bits and pieces of prayers, music, and conversations, usually in the evenings after my kids are in bed. And now somehow there are 20 episodes available that have gathered 25,000 listens. My analytics on SoundCloud are showing me that there are listeners from all over the world. So here is a shout out to whoever is listening in the United Arab Emirates. Hello to the UK, Canada, Australia, the Philippines, Japan, and many other countries and as i've considered these numbers i've wondered about the core listeners of the podcast seriously those twenty-five thousand listens could be just a couple hundred people who have listened to all these episodes several times each but no matter how many are listening or whoever or wherever you are I trust that you have found that the podcast is intended to help you go deeply into God's love. And that's what we are doing here with the podcast, creating time and space to go deeply into the love of Jesus. To go deep, to love, and think deeply. It seems that there are many resources to help with beginner steps toward discipleship. And it's not that I want the Invitation Podcast to be unnecessarily intimidating or heavy, but as I've put these episodes together, I've made intentional decisions on the content that I understand might not be for everyone. Yet I also understand that there is a spiritual vacuum in the church and that most of us are famished for sacredness and holiness. My assumption is that if you are engaging in the Invitation podcast, you have that hunger to go deeper with God, to taste and see Him in His love in newer and more real ways. And I'm especially excited to offer you two things, two invitations. Would you join me in a season of discernment for the Invitation podcast? 
And so now I am working to establish the podcast as a nonprofit to take the invitation to a new level of sustainability as a resource of guided prayers, retreats, spiritual direction, and teaching for the local church and to support the prayer practices at the prison where I've been serving for these past three years. So that's one invitation for you to pray with me and to join me in discerning what this nonprofit can become. There is so much God goodness happening in and around this practice of spiritual direction and the podcast that I can't grow these things without your help. And second, the other invitation is for you to join me on an extended audio retreat that will begin late spring and then continue through early fall. In this multi-episode retreat, we will move through the Shema, the great commandment to love God with our whole selves, heart, mind, soul, and strength. And as I ask you to join in the sermon for the podcast about what it might become, I want to journey with you into the deeper substance of our life in God. Discernment arises not out of the force of my will to make the best decisions. Discernment arises out of our love for God, our nearness to God, our capacity to let Jesus live through our lives. Transformation is a work of the Spirit that allows Jesus to express His light and love through my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I had just read the message translation of Psalm 84 this morning. And how blessed are all those in whom you live, whose lives become roads you travel. As you and I continue to focus first on prayer this summer, my sense is that all these other questions about a nonprofit status and raising funds, all those things will make sense and arise from what the Spirit does through us. Before I explain the summer retreat in more detail, I really want to share my story with you, the story of how I got here into the practice of spiritual direction and into this podcast and the prison and how all these pieces fit together into a nonprofit. So here's some background for you. I had been serving at a local church, Harder White Ministries, on a part-time basis as something of a spiritual director at large. I was preaching, leading worship, facilitating retreats, and eventually developing this podcast. My friend Dominic, one of the pastors, had said to his congregation, as we grow wider, Josh is here to help us grow deeper. I was at Harderwijk in transition from eight years as a worship leader at Hope College. And the questions in front of me at Harderwijk were how to move from college students to serving adults. In a more difficult sense, the question was, 
How is it that as a spiritual director trained by Dominican nuns, how can I translate the vocabulary and resources of spiritual direction for a Protestant Reformed local church? Now it's good to stop here and to recognize the weight of what lay before me. Who am I to help a growing congregation go deeper into God? I mean, this is what I'm doing as a spiritual director. On another scale, this is what I'm doing with the podcast. I come into my little office studio here and I sit down to this microphone and I presume that these episodes, these little audio retreats will help you find God. These are audacious matters. Yet this is the weighty, audacious substance of what Jesus invites all of us to. Jesus explains in the Gospel of John that if we obey Him, He and the Father will come and make their home. They will make their abode in us. Another translation says that they will disclose, they will reveal themselves to us. A person in Christ is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the space where God dwells. And Peter describes us as partakers of the divine nature. To be baptized into Christ is to enter into the eternal fellowship with a triune God. To take the sacrament or communion or Eucharist, whatever your tradition names it. This is to imbibe, to take into ourselves the body and the blood of Jesus to take his very life into ourselves and to be transformed into his being. This audacious presumption to proceed as a spiritual director through the podcast, to offer spiritual direction in the prison and local church, to claim that I have within myself the capacity to invite people deeper into God's love and life, This is what Jesus came to show all of us to do. This is what he invites you to do. And this is why he gave us the Holy Spirit, that all Christ bears would know the love and truth of Jesus so deeply inside of ourselves that we become people who by our inner nature are people who regularly, gracefully, and powerfully invite our neighbors, our co-workers, our friends and family deeper into God. It's that each of us becomes so thoroughly transformed by God's love that we become love and peace, that we become patience, kindness, and goodness. We become faithfulness, gentleness, and self-controlled The elephant in the local church, as Dallas Willard calls it, is non-discipleship. The difficulty is that most in the local church do not take the audacious nature of what Jesus invites us to seriously. And I hadn't taken these things seriously myself, even while I was in the midst of a very public position as a college campus worship leader. 
For eight years, I led four services per week. It was a wonderful honor to share that worship space with a thousand or so students who came on their own initiative. But I began to wonder, as we lift our hearts and hands again and again, who among us is changing? We sang so much about love for Jesus, yet who among us has a relationship with God that is any way accurately described by this passionate music? And then I was the facilitator of all this emotional expression, yet my own inner life was underdeveloped and often empty. Dallas also explains that the church is a vessel intended to contain the treasure of God. The trouble is when the church spends an inordinate amount of its time, energy, and resources tending to the vessel instead of the treasure. Leading worship had become an exercise in sustaining the vessel rather than an interaction with that treasure. Strangely, I had to stop leading worship in order to find God. This describes the challenge at Harderwijk, a challenge that faces any church in town. A church large enough to hire me to serve as a spiritual director at large is a church that has invested enough of itself in the vessel that its very structure resists the thing that I've been assigned to focus on. The vessels of our churches end up limiting our ability to engage the treasure. The leadership of Harderwake acknowledged that it needed help attending to that treasure. They reached out to me, and I was delighted to join them in a steep learning curve. As the pastors scratched our heads to figure out ways to direct the church back to the treasure, this summer retreat that I am now offering through the podcast, just starting in a few weeks, this became a core of what I offered the church. And then later, John, another pastor, suggested that I start a podcast, a step that I honestly would not have had the courage to make without his encouragement. So I have huge gratitude for Dominic, John, and Harder White Ministries. My two years at that church were an invaluable season of discernment for me to watch and to learn. And I quickly discovered that the podcast allowed me space to combine some teaching, facilitating of retreats, spiritual direction, and a chance to work on music again, and to do all these things in one space. And I also discovered a deeper desire to be in the prison 
than to be at the church itself. Stepping away from Harder Wyke wasn't a decision against the church as it was a movement toward my vocation of prayer. To spend a considerable amount of my time and energy in prayer with and in that treasure. And further, it was a movement toward my friends at E.C. Brooks Correctional Facility in Muskegon, toward Kigali, Gary, Carl, Tone, Jamie, Frank, Chan, Baby Boy, Latorius, David, and so many others. Because, interestingly, these prisoners are more ready to pursue God than the rest of us. Here is the most revealing part of my learning curve. I have discovered Jesus delightfully active in the prison in ways that I haven't seen him in the church. Here, I'm not talking just about Harderwijk, but about my experience in the church in general. There is a hunger and a love among the men inside the prison that I haven't experienced anywhere else, anywhere in my entire life. Of course, this says something about my own calling for sure, yet this says something about Jesus' preference for the poor and powerless, the brokenhearted, and the poor in spirit. And it says something about how the church is largely self-dependent instead of God-dependent. The prisoners are heartbroken in a way that has opened them to God while the church in America is instead busy, heart-numbed, and closed. Our busyness reveals our self-dependence and our self-importance. In a recent newsletter I wrote, pastors and prisoners share an experience of confinement. The difference is that prisoners have time to pray. Pastors often feel trapped because of the many layers of expectations and anxieties we have developed about preserving the vessel of the church to the neglect of the treasure. And of course, please hear me, it is no good to shame pastors or to shame anyone into prayer. I was... I have been, and I still am, personally recovering from my own busyness, self-sufficiency, and hard-heartedness. The only way any of us will become Sabbath people, that is, a people of God who rest, who are filled with love, 
The only way that this happens is when we come to suspect that our life as it is, is unsustainable. And if we then believe that a surrender to prayer will actually save us from ourselves. I don't want to shame anyone. A spiritual director who makes you suffer under greater levels of expectation of spiritual performance, that is a bad spiritual director. Famously, Martin Luther said, if you are going to sin, well then sin boldly. Yet when you grow weary and empty, living a life on your own terms and your own strength, grace will then abound for you. The Spirit is then eager to lead you to repentance. And this is the advantage that the prisoners have over us. Having reached the bottom and having been rejected as the moral lepers of our society, they are gloriously open for change and love. 1 Corinthians 1.27 is a core passage for the Invitation Podcast. I can't stop thinking about it. For God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. On the second and the fourth Saturdays of each month, I spend a day in prayer at the E.C. Brooks Correctional Facility. The movements of the Spirit that I witness there are jaw-dropping and heart-expanding. A few weeks ago, I watched a man who was sentenced to life for a triple murder, a man who has been in prison longer than I have been alive. I watched this beautiful man weep as he recounted in a group spiritual direction practice how he had chosen not to use violence to stop the sexual harassment in his cell block. This man, my dear friend, He wept mostly because he wanted to protect the younger prisoners. He wept because he knew that he was changing. And then, two weeks later, this same man, he laughed and cried tears of joy when discussing with another prisoner how they both could approach the Aryan white supremacists in the yard with peace. Both of them, two strong black men, are learning a new kind of inner strength. I hope that you are beginning to see how all these pieces fit together under the Invitation Podcast as a nonprofit. The podcast, my private practice of spiritual direction, facilitating retreats, reaching out to the local church, all of these pieces are inspired by the work of the Spirit in the prison. It's interesting that I am pat down on my way into the prison. I go through a metal detector, take off my coat, shoes, and socks, 
A guard looks under my tongue. Yet no one pats me down on my way out to see what I might be smuggling out under my shirt. And I am smuggling out the goods. I go into the prison to find Jesus. And I am smuggling out his spiritual gold. A goodness that is changing me. A goodness that works its way into what I share with you here on the podcast. And I know that this is a lot to absorb. There are lots of pieces here. And that's why I've asked you to sit and listen to my story for a while. I'm reminded of the words of Habakkuk that there is a thing happening through God that you wouldn't believe if I were to tell you. And I'm still working to get my heart and mind wrapped around all these things myself. It all seems above my head, above my pay grade, and it's bewildering for me to be overwhelmed by the goodness, by the abundance of the Holy Spirit. But I've got a bumper crop of His kindness and generosity. And I need your friendship, prayer, and practical financial partnership to see where the Spirit will take this. So my wife and my father sat down with me and they helped me articulate some language to say this mission of the Invitation podcast more precisely and clearly than I could have said it on my own. And this is the mission statement that we came up with. The Invitation podcast's mission is to create time and space for God. We strive to serve the spiritually hungry through a practice of spiritual direction, invigorated by the movements of the Spirit in prisons. If you would like to be a part of this ministry team, the first most important step for you to take is to become more familiar with the podcast and what it offers you personally. Look around the website, invitationpodcast.org, Listen to a few more retreats. Familiarize yourself with the podcast as a resource for you to create time and space for God in your own life. And this is the main intent of offering you the summer retreat, to make sure you have a good way of knowing what the invitation is all about. And then second, share the invitation podcast with some friends. If you have found some goodness in this podcast, if it has helped you in any way, Who else around you is on a journey deeper into prayer and God's friendship? Yes, it's strange for me to try to market spiritual practices of engaging the presence of God through the internet. So your personal word of mouth recommendations will be key and very effective. Online reviews are also very helpful. Please write a review on iTunes. 
or invite some of your friends to this summer retreat through social media. Be creative and help me spread the word. Third, I ask for you to pray that the Spirit would work through the Invitation Podcast, that the Spirit would move in churches, that we all may have eyes to see and ears to hear the Spirit's invitation. Pray scriptures like Ephesians 5 over the church. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And pray for the formation of this nonprofit. After all I have done here with Dallas Willard's wisdom about vessels and treasures, it is not lost on me that I am now developing my own vessel to contain and to sustain all that God is doing in and through the Invitation Podcast and the practice of spiritual direction. So pray that this formation of a nonprofit is done well with wisdom to ensure its long flourishing. And fourth, discern with me over the next few months, are you able to make a financial commitment to make this all happen? I'm thinking about this as old school missionary fundraising. We give dollars to send people overseas. I wanna be a missionary right here in the United States to the church in America and to do this through a prophetic relationship with a group of prisoners. If you understand that there is a vital need for spiritual formation in the church, then please join me in discerning whether you can become a sustaining financial contributor to the Invitation Podcast. Yet here is the trick. Here is the conundrum. It is the chicken and the egg with starting any new organization. The invitation is not yet incorporated to receive donations. It is not yet a 501c3. However, if you join the summer retreat and if you are subscribed to the podcast, and if we enter into this prayer of discernment together this summer, then when all of these pieces fall together, you will have helped me develop some momentum around this fundraising campaign. And by that time, I will have started a Kickstarter campaign. And then, finally, you'll be able to help me get this nonprofit off to a solid start. Your financial support will help shore up the audio equipment that I use. It'll provide gas money for my trips to the prison to meet with directees in Grand Rapids. It will help me develop and produce more podcast episodes. I have a backlog of spiritual conversations to produce. Conversations with Lacey Finn Borgo, Evan Howard, Makoto Fujimura, Trevor Hudson, Jonathan Wilson Hartgrove. And just this last weekend, I sat down again with Chris Hoke and our friend, the poet Scott Cairns. And then Sharon Garlow Brown, author of the Sensible Shoes series and previous Invitation podcast contributor. Sharon has promised to lead a long format retreat. Nathan Foster, of course, of Renovare, and I intend to collaborate and co-release more retreats in the future as well. And now, the summer retreat. My hope is to release an introduction to the retreat no later than mid-May. I'm going to try a new thing with these recordings. Instead of me sitting in a room alone trying to polish each episode, 
I'm imagining something more interactive and raw by inviting a handful of friends to sit with me and to interact with me on the microphones so that they can share their own wisdom, their own thoughtful questions and observations. If you're in the West Michigan area and you would like to be involved and present for these recordings, please email me. It's josh at invitationpodcast.org. And then each part of the retreat will, of course, be online for you to engage, whether you are home or on the road. I imagine people on summer road trips listening and praying. I imagine people on planes. Maybe someone is going to be on a hike in Colorado or hosteling somewhere in Europe. In fact, that is one thing that I'd love to collect, recordings of any of you who are engaging the podcast throughout the summer. So here's one quick final invitation. I would totally love it if you would record a thought about where you are listening to the podcast and then offer a short word about how the retreat is helping you to create time and space for God. And then next fall, I'll put all these together into one episode, just as a large witness of what God has done in and through us. So subscribe, get the word out, share, stay tuned, and then we'll begin a journey into loving God with all of ourselves, all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Until next time, amen.